You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Pastar Prime, coming at you. He's Tip. I'm Dan. What episode is this number? Oh, we're getting up there. We're going to be at eight. This is eight? Yeah, eight. I like saying the episode. I like saying episode, episode number, and then we also Why like, do you like to the episode, say... Like episode eight? Episode yeah, eight. Because I want to someday say this is episode 944. It's like, you know, like Star, something it's like big. Star Wars. And then uh, you guys are doing good. Uh, subscribe, like rate, review. review, share, that sure. thing. Remember, Instagram at Past Our Prime Show. Like, we're ramping up. They're coming. People are putting reviews on. This is cool. Getting a lot of feedback. Um, we're going to talk today. We, this is the music episode. So we got a pretty cool music story. Good guest. Uh, good guests. We music, got Mike music King. And, Mike and baseball. Yep. Baseball. Mike King, baseball player with the Yankees. Olivia King, a singer-songwriter, his sister. You know, cool story they're going to tell. We'll let that happen in the interview. Uh, so we got a dual guest today, Max. First time we've had a dual guest. But we're going to lead it in with a little bit of football talk, a little bit of ski talk. <laughs> <laughs> from the guys. And um, so let's do ski talk second. So football talk, though, Dan, great games. Um, here's what I think is going to happen. No, you, you tell you, me. Okay. I, told, I, te- I texted you this. Oh, this is great. Would it be unbelievable to think that the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl this year and then only to have to play against Tom Brady? It would be. That, I mean, that <laughs> would, when, be, when that you, would be when all you, time. When you sent that to me uh, last yep. night. I immediately showed my wife, yeah, and just was just just. I felt bad the for the thought of that yeah. happening. Buffalo, they get rid of Tom out of the division. Finally, finally out of the division. twenty years. They <laughs> yes. have they, 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 the Patriots have no quarterback, yeah. so they win the division. Great team. I love the makeup of their yeah. team. Josh Double. Allen, quarterback. I mean, Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. defense plays hard. I mean, really, they're they're a fun team to watch, and then. They go to the Super Bowl. And, and not they, only that, they have to go to where his home stadium is if it happens. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be stars, a home game for Tom Brady. The stars going to be aligning better for oh. that matchup. And I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. I, I would hate it if that happened against Buffalo. Just talk about just bad luck for them. I, but I wouldn't hate it. Because yeah. I, I mean, I know I'd like I, to see it. Actually, we, we got to see twelve. We want to see one. you know if you're a Patriots fan, um, if you're uh, if you're a Tom Brady fan, you don't even have to like the Patriots. Um, you want to see your player do well. Um, he he was uh, so Tom Brady is a great championship city. I saw that quote one time, <laughs> which is accurate, right? Like yes. so, I, I also saw a funny thing on on uh, either Facebook or one of the social. I'm much more active on social media now, Max, since we started this, right? Good. So, um, I saw a quote that was like, "Hey, um, are Patriots fans allowed to wear their Brady jersey today?" A <laughs> you lot. know, what I'm there's <laughs> a lot. I mean, not everybody has it. So there's a 12s. lot of well, there's a lot of Patriot twelves that are. We're we're hoping for a Tampa Bay win. Oh, they're going to just wear the Patriots yeah, jersey. Patriots jersey, absolutely. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, do you, absolutely. Do you have My one? girls have. Them. Do you have one? I have one. I have. Do one. you wear it? I I wasn't a big jersey guy at the game. Uh, person, the big sweatshirt guy. <laughs> big sweatshirt guy. Put the big sweatshirt on, and that was it. But uh, I do have a twelve. There was there was a point in that game where I thought they were going to lose. Yeah, and and, the, and then Jared Cook caught mm-hmm. a slant over the middle, fifteen yards, first down, and got the ball raked out. Hey. That was that was the absolute turning point in that game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the teams are, that should be there are there. So let's see what happens. We got. We'll have a oh. next episode. We'll have. Oh no, we can do predictions right now. I mean, oh, let's, I just, let's just start a bet. It's Tampa Bay and Buffalo for me. Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Yep. Tampa I go, Bay and Buffalo. I go Tampa Bay and Chiefs. Okay. All right. We'll start that now. So our bet, though, we'll do a Super Bowl bet. We'll do a Super Bowl bet. So we got a Super Bowl episode coming up. This might some, be nose hair again. Some, it could be. It could be. Well, what I was thinking was actually doing um, the hottest pepper in the world. I, I oh that like the like uh, the hottest I, wings in the world maybe like the loser has to have like you know a batch of the hottest wings in the world. <laughs> I I don't I like hot stuff. I like spicy stuff. I think there's a tipping point where it's just oh, yeah. too spicy and oh, it's yeah. painful, but it's funny to watch. I want the pain. I, 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 I hope yeah. you lose them. <laughs> okay, well, I want you to lose. You need to, you need to 
put, you know, put yourself out there for the team and have a big loss here. The, the fans want to see it, Dan. That's what I keep message, keep getting messages on here. So next, um, next thing up, uh, you went skiing. I did. We just got off a 30-minute Zoom call with a ski expert. Uh, Trey Hamilton, who's also a worker here, <laughs> he took us through boots, binding, skis, like because Dan's about to go all in. I've done this before. I want to go all in at a reasonable price. Yeah, you're you're. So that's what I want to do. So well, you are skis, deal hunting right well, now. Skis, skis, yeah. skiing, snowboarding, whatever other sport. If you don't know about it, and it's a pretty expensive sport to go into, yeah. you can look and you can read all the stuff you want. But if you don't talk to somebody that knows about it, you're screwed. Guess what I do? I buy for the look. Oh. I'm like, do I want red boots? I'll buy red boots. <laughs> I buy the thing that, that looks good out there. It's probably why my skis creak and make weird noises. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even care what the boots look like. I just need comfortable, comfortable boots. Well, I'm excited to see. Uh, did you get any videos from this past weekend? I asked you to get one. Yeah, I don't think we got uh, any. I mean, the kids were going down, and yeah. I'm trying not to lose one. Mm-hmm. And then we're going down the hill, and one's on the ground. It's It's... When you take younger Stressful. kids, when you take younger kids out there, it's, it is nerve wracking. You got to put them in ski school. Then we did. We did a couple times. So I mean, okay. they have the basics down, but then when we take them out, it's one of those things where it's it's it's, it's not as enjoyable. So, so coming but soon, we, have we might see a, a video of you skiing, maybe taking a jump. We're Let's gonna see. try. If, if 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 even if we go back out again, who knows? We were just prepping an interview, and uh, Dan was scrambling notes down, and I was like, "Wow, he's like getting into this interview right here." And well, I like they were gear. actually, well, I, I, I like gear too. Yeah, well, it had nothing to do with the interview notes. It was all <laughs> what skis he was gonna go <laughs> when he, we get done recording. He's gonna go buy. So, Trey uh, Hamilton, get you ready gotta, for another phone call. You, I'm sure Dan's gonna you, call you. You on the gotta way. get the right stuff, and I don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Yeah, hey. Bargain Hunter. Bargain Hunter Dan. So, music Dan. You ready? Um, I got a couple things. So, I've been to a couple dozen Patriots games, right? Yeah. I mean, I've played a lot of baseball games, so there's a lot of music. Is there a stadium anthem that gets you fired up? Because, like, I find myself going down to YouTube, like, rabbit hole every once in a while and watching, like, uh, at Virginia Tech when they play Inner Sandman or at Wisconsin when they play Jump Around or, like, you know, I get into those modes of being like, look at the wild atmosphere that's there. And the Patriots is for those the, about the Virginia rock, Tech right? one is good because I've, I've played down there and yeah. that stadium, it's a huge stadium and it's sort of, it's not built out, it's built mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So the people yep. are like six feet behind the benches, they're right on you. Mm-hmm. And obviously the visiting team comes out first. And when yep. Inner Salmon comes out and they start playing that and the Hokies come out, it, I mean, that's. I can get you going. So what What got the juices going when you were playing for the Patriots? <laughs> I, like when you ran out on the field? Because, I mean, you got Brady coming out like to crazy, crazy Crazy train's not a Crazy thing. train. Like, okay. no, I mean, Brady comes out by himself. By himself and he's going to pick out the, yeah. you know, position groups go out. So he's going to go out and he had Jay-Z going. Um, yeah. I actually don't even know if we had a song when the lineman came out. Crazy train, though, was what got I you don't, going when you got out there. Like, crazy like train a little worked. goosebump. Crazy train worked for those yeah. about to rock. Yeah, that, uh, that was ACDC with the gunshots. Yeah, yeah, that right before kickoff, up. that was a good yep. one. Um, and I, I got to tell you, I, I, um, in the air tonight, Phil Collins, oh, the drums, just like we're just warming up, we're just in a stretch. You're just sitting mm-hmm. there, you're looking around. Fans are starting to pile in, and then when yep. you hear that intro to that, that will get you jacked up. That will get you going for sure. So, for me, I got a couple. Um, baseball, you have these you know, walkout songs, you know, you, you come out to the mound, like, you know, and there's a song playing. I've had a few, I've had a few ones. I'm a big nineties grunge guy. So I've had Nirvana. I've had Alice in Chains. I've had Stone Temple Pilots, you know, all kinds of stuff. Didn't you have one that like, they were, they were oh, yeah. crush you or something? Oh yeah. I got a couple of things coming, coming that you'll like about this. So with that, you know, there's also songs that happen, you know, that are ruined for you too, when you have bad, bad experiences. But what I used to like to do, and at one point when I was in California, I was the oldest guy on the team, not ever a place that you want to be when in the minor leagues, you never want to be the youngest guy <laughs> on the team in California I was one of the oldest guys. And one of my favorite things to do, cause we had some guys, some young guys who thought, you know, they walked on water maybe a little bit, you know, and some that were fun and, and would like to play some of the pranks too. Um, I'd go up to the media guys like after after throw after catch you know and and go up there and be like hey we're going to change all the songs today all the walkout songs all the wa- all the batter songs you know so you got guys that come out to all kinds of stuff 
So I peel through the list. Uh, I remember JB Shuck. I changed JB Shuck's name. He played in the big leagues for a little bit. He used to have like some, you know, a couple great songs he used to play. I changed it to uh, Miley Cyrus Party in the USA. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now I changed some other guys like Barbie Girl, whatever. Like all funny songs. JB Shuck, though, first day I did it went four for four. He kept it for the whole year. Did you? So for the for the last two months of the season, he's like this song. Like they would just change like it. They would now. just change it, or, or they, they just knew they would. Yeah, for like oh, they for were, you. Well, they were they like wouldn't change it for anybody else. I mean, if they knew they were messing around tenure. and pulling a prank on it, tenure. Okay. Tenure. It was like, okay, we know that we know that Fairchild's gonna like probably pull a prank. We'll do it. Why not? You know. So some guys didn't love it. But what did you say to you after first of bat? Oh, I mean, after he, I remember looking. He was a leadoff hitter too. I remember him looking around because I was probably in the stands charting, <laughs> <laughs> trying not to. Swear. I remember being like, tip. So if anybody did this, it was tip. You know, and it, sure enough, it worked for him though. So uh, music is a huge thing in baseball. For me, Dan, another one, uh, Stan Borowski was my pitching coach in Double A. Uh, he also was my pitching coach in High A. So he saw me uh, pitch really well and mm-hmm. be like, "Okay, this guy's got it coming." Or and he also saw me getting shelled. <laughs> you know, so he's seen both. Stan Borowski, uh, he's a he's a big league pitching coach with Tampa Bay now. Uh, he came out to um, Led Zeppelin uh, when the levee breaks. That was his. So when he would visit the mound, that was his song, right? I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I love when the levee breaks. But you're not doing very well at that point. Well, no, that's like I just like the song in general, right? So now, though, the only thing that I can think of when I hear that song is the pitching coach coming to basically yell at me, right? So whenever I hear it now, he ruined that song for me. So that's a ruined song for me, Dan. Is it's there a any song? It's a great song, but I hated it when it would come on because I was like, "Oh, great! I just gave up like you know, a two out walk or something, and now I'm going to get yelled at." So, what if he? What if he left the end? Did you like the song a little bit because he'd have to? Well, come back usually out? he wouldn't have to two, come out. Don't you get two trips? Yeah, I mean, it didn't matter the if I was trip you left in or not. It was more just the fact that I was. It wasn't a good situation ever if the if the if the pitching coach was coming out unless it was a big time spot, which is you know. I mean, they like to hang on the dugout as much as they can. So give you, give you a little rest. Yeah, it's once in a while. I don't need. I didn't need a rest. I used to like to pitch fast. The other thing that the other song that was ruined for me was I, I mentioned it earlier was was jump around <laughs> because jump around is one of my. I love that song, but if you're going to go to an opposing team's stadium and say there's a guy on second and there's two outs and then a batter hits a double and scores that run and it's the time that the stands is kind of going mm-hmm. people are loud that's like the all-time song that always gets played yeah so now whenever i hear like the you know max i don't know if we can put a little little clip in there or not but when i hear like the screeching sound i'm always like ah, oh, did i just give up a double <laughs> i could be in the middle of the gym and i'm like oh my gosh i'm having like post-traumatic yeah, like problems. flashbacks yeah flashback it's bad so is there anything like that for you? Do you remember you know, a thought, song I, that like Yeah, from, I thought you were just going to ask me this, so I'm trying to rack my brain. Like do you remember like a song or an event from you know from what? a loss, you know? No, or, you, you, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying You know what? I'm I, Dream On by Aerosmith. It is a okay. fantastic song. Yeah. And I I still like it, but after the 07 game Mm-hmm. Just the 07 season. You the just last remember game, the song. The last no, Aerosmith was going to actually sing it at the post game party. Oh, it was already set up. I think they like they were oh, there. Uh, Steven Tyler and you know, Joe Perry were there. Yep. And you know, there's a number of different musical artists that come through. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a big thing. And do the concert sets no, up like a, a big great part. concert after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were going to, I, th- I believe. The rumor was they were going to play it. I didn't know it before the mm. game. It wasn't like we were counting our chickens before they hatched type thing. I don't want to. I don't want to go okay. there. But, but now, but now after, when you hear it, you're but like after when we're at the party, all f- yeah. I almost dropped the f bomb. Yeah, it was we're cool. all this, miserable. This is his one we, topic gets him amped up. We are next. we are all miserable. Then then it's sort of the rumor leaked out that you know, hey, Stephen Tyler was actually going to sing "Dream On" at this thing if we, uh, if we had if we had won the game. So every time I hear that, that memory sort of sticks yeah, it into seeps my head. back in gotcha. a little bit. Gotcha. What about so we're telling these stories because Mike, Mike, and Olivia have a cool situation. So you'll hear that in a second. But do you, are you? I mean, you've mentioned this on the podcast, and I've I've made a big bold statement on the podcast about not uh, maybe liking music more than even sports in some occasions. Like I, I'm a big music person. So what do you, when you get on the Peloton now? When you when you work out now? Yeah. Do you 
you're a talk. You're a, you listen to. You're a podcast or a talk radio person now, though, right? Uh, more talk radio. So not you're not a music person. I've so yeah. you don't have thousands of built playlists in your phone, like no, me? no, no, no. You don't have your top songs from 2006. No, nope. top 100 songs nope. you wrote down. Nope. I have books on that. <laughs> so, books so are written down. I or? write these things down, and I write down like lists of songs that I like to hear. So I, I've that's not a bad. I mean, I, it's not bad. It's not bad. You can all. go it's back great and information, look, but they actually have things technology-wise today. That now they you, do. If you want to listen to two, <laughs> two, two, 2000s rock, you, exactly. can, you can actually just click a button and exactly. you don't have to do all these stupid lists. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to do it anymore. I didn't know that technology was coming. If I did, you know, I probably would have So what are you going to do? Go it. burn a CD or something but like no, that? No, it's just, you know, some, once in a while I'll peel back and be like, what was I listening to in 2007? You know, and I'll take a Oh, you're a deep and, thinker. Uh, once you're, in a while way, I, get, way, I get back into the list. But, so I've been putting them into, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Spotify person. By the way, Spotify, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify. Yeah, so you can follow it there. Yeah, you can follow. You yep. can rate. You can um, review. Yeah, rate and review. You well, share. you can't rate and review on Spotify. So, you know, put those on the Apple uh, podcast ones. But uh, that's that's where I listen to my music. And I've been a Spotify user for a long time. Build the playlist. Give the premium. That's what I do. Premium. Oh, I've had for a long time. No commercials, no Yeah, ads. 2000. Oh, boy, early, early. Maybe t- maybe 11, something like that, 12. I don't know. It came out around that time. So I've had it for a long time. But music episode coming up. You got anything else on music, Dan? I mean, Dan's not a bit li- very lively music talker. He likes the he likes his old school hits, Max. Old That's school. what I think. 70s rock on the at. Peloton. 70s rock. I'm good. Okay. Hey, that's how it works. So listen to the Mike King and Olivia King interview coming up. Uh, we also got a team of the week after it, so yep. stay tuned for that. And we're going to keep on doing team. We're going to actually do team of the weeks now, Max. It's not going to be every week. Well, I don't know. We might do two or three a week sometimes, but there's one coming up after the interview, so stay tuned, and it's coming your way. Double feature today on Past Our Prime Show. We've got a brother-sister combo, Mike King, current major leaguer with the New York Yankees, two-time high school state champion at Bishop Hendrickson. A Boston College standout. Smart. Well, Dan was there, so, I mean, we got a lot to talk about on that. I'm just just saying he's smart. Well, a 12th-round draft pick by the Marlins, very familiar. 12th-round draft pick right here. So we got a lot of things in common. And then we've got Olivia King, singer-songwriter, Max. Pretty impressive, right? First first singer-songwriter on the show. Three million streams on Spotify. That's a thing. That's huge. That's big. We're not there yet. We don't have that type of power yet. Uh, Sports Illustrated article on a walkout song, which we got a story coming up on. That's part of one of the questions that we have. And the cover of Title's Pop Rising playlist. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? That was pretty good. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. I nailed that, right? And you didn't laugh. You didn't laugh. Here's, here's the first thing. First thing before we do anything else. I used to give baseball lessons to Mike <laughs> back in the day. Okay, how old? In your how teens. Old? In your teens, right? Yep. I also Olivia when she was in college did a little internship around these parts, so I've worked with yeah. Olivia as well. Am I, I, I? I took a year off, and Tip helped me still get college credit. There we go. So, I, so what we're talking about here is: Am I a star maker, guys? I got two stars here, or is it your parents? Is it me, or is it your parents? I think it's you. Okay. All right. So good. See that, Dan? All right. Who who benefited more in their career going forward from Tip's advice? Would it be Olivia or Mike? Ooh. Me. You. All right. So what did he teach you that you didn't know? Mechanics? Well, he he was a raw talent. So Raw talent. That's very fair. But what did Tip do for you? I still think about it to the day. Um, Like, even (laughs) if I'm playing catch. Um, There was one time I had a – I'd say an okay uh, pitching coach before tip who kind of messed me up a little bit. And Mm. when I went to tip and he helped me out, he was telling me to focus on my glove side, just like look down the site at your target and throw. And after the fact, he was like, honestly, your glove side and everything was totally fine, but I wanted you to focus on something you were good at. So the rest of it just kind of synced up. And to this day, I think of one thing I'm good at, and focus on that. And I know that the rest will sync up around that. So he, he has actually, um, so, 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 so every day you think about that, was it just a one day training session or was this multiple? How long did you work with them? I remember that from the one day, but we probably, I don't know, yeah, a couple of years, a couple of years, yeah, a couple of years working with the talent. Was so, this before Boston college? Oh yeah. This is like 
either a freshman in high school or something yeah. like that. Okay. Early on. Early on in the career. So so thank you, Mike. That's see that, Dan? I, I help ha- people. I, you know what? We're not we're not all about bringing people down, so I'm gonna give you that one. Congratulations. That's <laughs> well done. You. Thank you. First question, we're gonna go to Olivia first on this one, okay? And and you guys are probably gonna have there's probably gonna be a brother sister fight on this one. Okay. That's what we're ho- that's what we're hoping for. Or you guys might agree, I don't know. What's tougher here? Going to Olivia first. Being on stage at a concert, right? Big concert, a lot of people there, like you're on stage or pitching in Yankee Stadium. Full stadium, not a COVID stadium, full stadium. We're probably going to have opposite answers. I say pitching in Yankee Stadium because you don't have as much control. Like there are other people around you. For me, I'm practicing before I get up on stage. Obviously, he's practicing before he gets on the mound. But Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of variables when you're pitching. When you're mm-hmm. performing, there might be a couple variables. The sound guy could mess things up. You could have a dancer screw up behind you, but it doesn't affect like your overall performance usually. But with a pitcher, you got a whole team behind you, and there are like too many variables that would make me super nervous. I don't know how he does it. He says he's never gotten nervous. I don't believe it. Let's talk about it, Mike. What do you think? Because, I mean, you're, you pitch, you know, at some stadiums that can get a little rowdy out there. It's nothing like, you know, the uh, Batavia Muck Dogs. So I used to play. <laughs> what <laughs> is it? Greenberg, you know, uh, Pine Bluffs. Yeah, he likes uh, to talk about the Arkansas Pine Bluffs. But yeah. Mike's been through the Myers. He's been through the grind. He knows how. I played you know, on Batavia. You played on, so Batavia. You played on Batavia Muck Dogs. I, <laughs> I believe that's a hard life. Dogs. Yeah. You but played I, four I I would agree that there are more variables that can affect the outcome of kind of what I do on the mound, but I would be so friggin' nervous to be up on stage in front of all those people. Like we do, I'm sure both of you guys. You do the same thing, dude. No, 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 no. Olivia, I I have to agree with Mike on this one. It is not, not, not the same thing. You do like the little rookie hazing where you got to get up and sing in front of the bus. And there's like 30 people on the bus. And I am petrified as I'm singing up there, afraid my voice is going to crack, afraid I'm like just going to do something wrong that's going to upset the crowd. I, I mean, so Mike, are you, know, Mike, are you, saying, are you, but, Mike, are you saying you're a good singer though in general? Oh God, no! Okay, you should All hear right. his falsetto. <laughs> I don't even know what a falsetto is. Yeah, me either. So do you <laughs> get the Mike? Olivia said you you don't get nervous. Is that true? Because I. I I get nervous. I, I I got nervous before every game. Didn't matter what level mm-hmm. it was, and you know, as soon as that first ball was snapped, you sort of sink into the game, and you know, you you go with the flow. I I can't imagine that you don't get nervous before you go go for an outing. I, I've always expected to get nervous. Like when I th- thought about the future and thought about my first appearance in the big leagues, I have no idea what I'm going to be like because I, I like I, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be knees are going to be shaking. And then I go out there and I'm totally fine. And I, I really, ha- I've never been nervous. I, I had my college coach, Coach Gambino at uh, Boston College, always I know, said like- I know, Mike, I know Mike. He was a couple yeah. years older than me. Oh. I, I know Mike. <laughs> Don't date yourself, Dan. Um, <laughs> but he always said like, if you study for a test and you know the material like the back of your hand, you're going to go into that test like it's already, like you already aced it. So I always took that approach into baseball. And so if I knew every hitter's holes- um, and felt good going out, like going out into the to the game. I always felt confident and and never actually felt any nerves. Boston college athletes, you guys had other people take your tests, though, right? That's not true. <laughs> That's okay. not true. <laughs> okay, all right. Wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. I That's figured that was true. the case. But Olivia, now, do you get nervous? Like, is there like a? I know there's like the you know the the voice warm up exercises that you do and stuff like but i i mean i feel like you're probably jumping around a little bit before you get out there on stage or or like any type of recording that you're going to do right for me it's kind of the same as mike if you're prepared you don't get nervous you might just get more of like an anxious excited feeling but it's not so much nerves i would say the only time i've been nervous is when i wasn't prepared or when someone kind of puts me on the spot uh but if i'm prepared uh, i'm good to go i like that how uh, preparation at what age did you realize that all right that you wanted to be a singer songwriter and performer I mean, when I first started taking it seriously, I was probably like 17. Um, And then I ended up releasing my first single in 2017. So I don't know, that would put me in my early 20s or so. Um, 
but I mean, I really just found a love for it. I started singing in church and I was in the church choir as a little kid Mm -hmm. and kind of the story I always tell is that one of my friends was sitting next to me and um, we were we were all singing just as a choir and she's like hey Liv I think you might be kind of good why don't you try out for the solo and I was like no 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 like that would scare the crap out of me and so the choir director asked who wants to try out for the solo and she raised my hand for me and I was just shaking like a leaf I got up there I ended up getting the solo and then it's kind of the rest is history I, I ended up loving performing so with recruiting and everything you guys both kind of went through a process i'm wondering on the on the music side i'm going to go to mike first on this one we know that there's scouts right mike i mean you know a couple professional baseball players like us you know we know that there's a lot of radar guns on you you know there's a lot of things like that that happens and there's a lot of teams that are doing assessments on you and all these things so you know your scouting your recruiting process your draft process i love talking about draft day that's probably one of my favorite things you know, that mm-hmm. we talk about on this show. We've talked to some guys about it. I'm wondering on the music side, too, so I'm coming to you after, Olivia, right? We know what it's like, right, Mike? So what was your draft experience like? You know, lots of teams looking at you, lots of people watching you, and then you get selected. How'd that go? Yeah, I uh, I, I always feel like draft day is either really, really good for some people or really, really bad. Very rarely is it Good like way to put it. Yeah. You went where you wanted to go. So – um, at the time, my agent was talking to me saying I was going to go rounds two through six. And so the baseball draft is the first two rounds or first day, then it's three through 10 the second day, and then 11 through 40 now um, the third day. So I expected to go that second day, it, like possible first day, but really mostly second day. And so the second day, if you could, I'm trying to think like exact time. I want to say the draft was a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I'm pitching Friday in our super regional. I remember watching the game. I remember watching the game. And Thursday, I don't get drafted. So Thursday night, I'm trying to prepare for Miami in game two of a regional that we just lost game one. So it's really an elimination game. And I'm pissed off and sad that I didn't get drafted. So now I have no idea if I'm even going to sign, if I'm even going to get drafted, um, if I want to come back for my senior year. I, I really had no clue. Um, and then game started at 12, the draft started at 12 and in the bottom of the first inning, um, my mom comes in the side of the dugout. I was like, I was in little league and I was like, so embarrassed. I'm like, mom, what the hell are you doing in the dugout right now? And she said that the Marlins just drafted me. Uh, that's a good so, draft story. That's a really because good draft that's story. not normal, right? No. Like, I mean, the timing has to be like perfect on that for that to happen. Where, yeah. you know, normally you're sitting at your house or you're doing whatever, right? You're with, you're with people. So that's a good one. That's a different, that's a different story for sure. So <laughs> How'd like, that I first like inning that. go? Uh, it was actually, it was actually really good. There we go. I, uh, I kind of had a little fire in me um, in that first inning. And then after I got drafted, I had a little, it was like a combination of fire, but also like a relaxing feeling. So I, mm. I had a pretty good first couple innings. You knew you had a job after the game. Exactly. That's yeah. the way, that's the way to look at it. So, Olivia, does this happen in music, too? So this is the music episode, by the way. We're talking music before Which Tip and I know nothing about. Well, I know all about good music. Dan's, like, you know, still living in, like, 1989, (laughs) like, with his, like, hits. But does this happen in music, too? Do you get, like, recruited? Are there people, like, I know that people go to shows, like, talent people, but explain it a little bit. I mean, today is just so different. And I always said to Mike that I was so jealous of his path because it's, like, you know that people are legit along the way. The music industry is so different. Like Mike goes from little league to high school ball to college ball. If you don't, yeah, there's a path. It's like you got some options, but there's not endless opportunities, which is like both good and bad. I mean, the music industry, I've, I've literally gone and flown all the way to California to meet a guy who said that he found Lil Wayne and created his whole career only to meet him like on a park ben- bench and all I wanted to do is talk about Philly cheesesteaks. And I'm like, what yeah, the Philly, hell was that? Philly That's like, like a Dan and I. We'd be like, yeah, let's talk about Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, I can yeah. talk about <laughs> that for We could do that hours. all day. <laughs> They're delicious. But like, it's just, it gets pretty frustrating. There are obviously people who have approached me that are legit, but it's a lot harder to vet those people um, because you don't have you know, people in the industry, there's just so many opportunities that 
that it, it's hard to kind of see who's who's legit and who's not. But I it. mean, you talked about path, and you know, obviously, Mike's got coaches the whole way up. Is there anybody in your career, or your life, that has coached you? You know, uh, in the music and you know, song lessons, whatever. Voice yeah, lessons. I, mean, voice, voice vo- lessons. Vo- I was guessing voice hey, lessons, not so- song hey, lessons. Songwriter lessons. Yeah, song too. Lessons. She's a songwriter. <laughs> oh, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I did have a voice coach, and more than anything, she gave me confidence um when I was performing it wasn't so much like after a certain point it got to be where she would just kind of sit back and tell me to sing any song I wanted to sing and then she would just kind of amp me up and seems weird but it just gave me that confidence to get up on stage and have a good stage presence um but other than that I mean Mike's kind of lucky my my family and all their friends are all in that baseball world like there's no people that my parents are friends with that are in the music world. They didn't come from a music background. Um, So it's just different. Like I've never quite had like a mentor. Um, So I've really just been grinding it on my own. There have been different people who have kind of come in and out, a couple that have stayed around, some songwriter friends, producer friends, consultants, managers. I mean, the music industry is just so different. It's too complex for us, Dan. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and Mike. I'm you know, sure Mike, Mike's, like, Mike, confused Mike's, there. Gotta, Mike's got to deal with coaches. you got to deal with agents. But, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of people, you know, that can kind of rip you off in the music industry if you're not, you're not it careful. It seems that way. Yeah. I watched the show Nashville. So uh, that's just what I'm basing it on. Olivia, but, are you yeah. a, are you a Boston <laughs> Red Sox fan? I am not. I've been a Yankee fan since I was young. So this oh, is so kind is of Mike? Is, did Mike grow up a Yankee yeah. fan well, too? This is a good question because this was one of mine yeah. too. So Dan stole it, but no, like, I didn't yeah, know where where does this? Yeah, what like are you a were you a Yankees fan, Mike? I know. So we know Olivia is now. Like, where where is it? Because I feel like your your dad is a Red Sox fan, right? I'm surprised. Do you do you know the story? You just I don't know it. I don't know it. So my dad raised me to be a, a Boston everything, Patriots, mm-hmm. Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox. And uh, he got tickets. He was in TV. I'm sure Tip knows that. And uh, so it was like his agent got him tickets to the ALCS in 2003, uh, Red Sox-Yankees. It, was, it wasn't the game that Boone hit the walk-off, right. but it was like game three or four at Fenway. And my dad and I were on the tee going to the stadium, and over like the T loudspeaker, it says the game's been canceled or postponed because of rain to Tuesday. And because my dad's in TV, he's now working Tuesday night doing the six and 11 o'clock news. So he tells my mom, Hey, you got to take them. This is like once in a lifetime, Red Sox, Yankees, you got to go to these playoff games. And my mom just kept saying, no, sell them, sell them. You can get so much money for them. I end up going, my mom, who's from New York, big Yankee fan, loves Mariana Rivera. I'm an eight year old kid. Yankees win. Mariano Rivera closes it out. My mom's like starstruck. I'm sitting there like the Yankees just won. I'm a Yankee fan. And so my dad gave me 20 bucks to get a souvenir at the stadium. Um, And so on our way out of the stadium, I buy a Yankee hat and I come in the house with a Yankee hat on my, all I remember is my dad laying on the couch and I come around the corner and he's just stabbing himself (laughs) with like an imaginary knife. Like you gotta be kidding me. And because he, was so pissed off about it. It made me want to be like, I'm in that like rebellion little kid stage. So I just wanted to be more of a Yankee fan. So I I got a weird path because I'm a Celtics Bruins and Patriots fan, but then somehow I'm a Yankee fan. And then, all right. Yeah. Which you can't do, but all right, I got it. (laughs) But then being on the Yankees now makes it so I don't need to tell that whole story. And I can just say like, Oh, I play for the Yankees. And I I saw a video, I think where I saw your dad wearing a Yankees shirt. I mean, I'm assuming he's converted now. Yeah. Right. Oh, he, he converted way faster than I thought he was. It's actually Liz fiance was the one that I'd say stayed as a Red Sox fan longer than anybody that I thought mm-hmm. would. Um, but now I think he's probably one of the biggest. Did Yankee he, fans. did he fully convert or did so he just now, like, all right, so when we're playing each other, right, he's a Yankee fan, but other, you know, when the Red Sox are playing, is he still rooting for him? No, not really. Oh, wow. This is, wow. this is the blood is, blood is thicker than wow. something. Dirty right? Water. Yeah. Dirty water. Dirty wa- oh, there's, there's an actual That's shirt. For that. Print the t-shirts, print them. <laughs> That's a so, good t-shirt. I mean, so the mom infiltrated both of them and became Yankee fans. They're, I mean, it's a Yankee family now. Yankee, Yankee I don't, family. I don't. So one thing we've got coming here that I want to talk about, this is a good story, because this was in Sports Illustrated, right? And this is like kind of why we got you guys on together here. 
I'm a huge walkout song guy. Oh, you just mentioned Mariano Rivera. Right. Oh, and her Sandman. I mean, nothing's t- I mean, that is like intimidating as it gets. Right. That like that a might good walkout song. You know, all right. Considering the guests, though, that might be second best all time. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's right. True. Number one is coming right here. So, Mike, you've got a walkout song, right? You're in the big yeah. leagues. You got a song that plays before. For people that don't know, that's what happens. I don't necessarily know that on the big league level, but they played a song for you in the minor leagues too. That's nice. Right? I had a couple different ones. Uh, sometimes it was like, you know, Barbie Girl and whoever wanted to change it in the room that day, but it was, it was a good time. So Olivia wrote the song. Yes. Give us, give us the rundown on how this happened and how you selected it. And, like, did she write it, like, just – Assuming, hey, you're going to get to the big leagues someday. Did I write it five years ago, or was it written like, hey, he's in the big leagues, now I'm going to write it? Right. So I'll give a little background, and then she can give probably more of the details about the song. So in college was really the first time that we were allowed to have walkouts. And I, every year, had the like struggle of picking my walkout and never knew exactly what I was going to do. And obviously, Liv being the music one, I would always text be like, hey, what's a good walkout? you got to help me out with a walkout. And because it was such a struggle – I would always ask her, come up with the walkout. And all of a sudden, one Christmas, going into my junior year, so it had to be 2015, Christmas, I come out to a walkout song as my Christmas present. And it was like by far the best Christmas present I've ever had. And I, I was shocked because I never, I, I never like expected her to actually do it. But I would always right. be like, Liv, you, you gotta, you gotta just make a walkout song for me. So I don't need to go through this every year or whatever. Just as like kind of joking. And she actually does it. Christmas present. That's pretty cool. It's a good, it's well, a did good she, Did she perform it live that morning? Yeah, that's, Christmas that's morning, what I was about or was to ask. Yeah. Tell us, how did you present <laughs> this gift? And you know, was there, what was the thought process writing it? Cause I'm assuming it's a little more emotional writing a song like this. I don't know. I just watched again. I just and watched then, Nashville. And, but. and then, uh, and then maybe, Hey, let's, or, Boston College, you come out to it, but then then it's being played at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, no, that's what's awesome. Crazy. That's like the cool part about the story. So what what's behind that, Olivia? Yeah, so I actually saw it was on Jimmy Fallon, and the Roots made Jeter like a bunch of walkout songs, and like the first couple were kind of jokes, and then the last one it was like really good. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. If not, go back and watch that episode because they absolutely mm-hmm. killed it. And I was just inspired by that. I'm like, wow, this beat and everything about it just like s- said fierce confidence. Mm-hmm. You're coming out guns a blazing. And I was like, wow. So I sent that episode to one of my producer friends and I said, hey, we need to make a song like this. I have all the faith in my brother possible. I know he's going to make it to the majors. And I mean, they're the producers and the rapper that I ended up getting on it. Like they were probably like, yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever live. And, but they did it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got this beat back and I was like, all right, let me sit. I sat in my closet in my parents' house and I started writing it and I'm like, this has to be hard. This can't be some like little girl singing on this hard hip hop track. And so I started kind of like spitting some rhymes. <laughs> I'm no rapper, <laughs> but I started kind of rapping. Yeah. I started rapping it and I had this whole flow and some ideas for the lyrics. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, this needs to be super hard. So I can't be doing this. I'll do the chorus. I'll do the bridge. I'll do the little singing parts throughout it, but I need a rapper on this. I need a real rapper on this to give it the full effect. So I reached out to uh, this Boston rapper. Uh, he goes by Maystar, And he was like, I didn't know you could rap. I'm like, I can't rap. That's why I need you. So we ended up getting in the studio and I was like, Hey, are you going to use all the lyrics that I wrote? And he's like, Liv, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. And he hadn't sent me any sort of a draft and we're getting in the studio in Boston. And I'm like, do you got, do you have anything for me? He's like, don't even worry about it. I'm going to write it. I'm going to tweak it on the subway on my way there. I'm like, okay. So we were filming the music video that night too. So that's why I was nervous because I'm like, I'm giving this whole package to my brother as a Christmas present, music video and everything. And you're not even giving me a draft of what the song's going to sound like. So I go into the studio and he lays it down. He tweaked some of my lyrics, used my flow. And I was like, 
that is perfect. That's so perfect. So we filmed the music video that night and gave it to my brother a few weeks later, draped the TV, had the music video all queued up. And I remember sitting next to my brother on the couch and he was smacking my leg so hard. He was like, Liv, are you kidding me? <laughs> I remember like chills going through my body because he was hitting me so hard. Like, geez, I didn't think he would like it that much. But I just always knew that there was potential for that. And I knew I there was no doubt in my mind. I call it sister's intuition, but there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to make it to Yankee stadium one day. And I was like, you know what? This is a win-win for both of us. Yeah. You're like, I know that this is going to be played on the loudspeakers at whatever stadium it was going to be. So, you know, you you put it it together. It (laughs) felt very good to send that text once it was finally playing in some big stadiums to the rapper. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, hey, just so you guys know, it is playing. I'll I'll tell you what, though, Olivia, you you sort of set the bar way, way too high. (laughs) Because, you know, the best gifts are, are homemade gifts. Yeah, that's, what, that's you know, a the, tough one to the, follow the, up the, on. The kids give it to the mom. Hey, homemade card and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you can top that one again. It's going to be tough. He, he topped it a couple of years later with some Gucci flip-flops. That oh, well, that's, a, that's material items. Yeah, that's we're talking material. about from the heart. Yeah, we're talking about from the heart here. So uh, this this leads well, to a good question. Are you wearing the Gucci flip-flops right now? Yeah, you gotta I mean, must have them on. Or I, so, mean, I mean, he probably has that song playing in his head 24 song. hours a day. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm not wearing them now. So um, when you guys are, are performing, this is a question I have, right, where I did this, Mike, and, and you might have done this, and Dan, I was going to ask you this question too. Do you know I'll where people are in the stadium? Like if you your parents are there watching a the game, do you know where they are? Like in live, I was gonna or I was gonna ask you this question. Like in the in the in the crowd, are you like if Mike came right or your you know your parents are there, or somebody that you knew was there? Are you like I know that they're over there on the left hand side, or is it like do you like to not know where people are? I guess is the other part. For me, I think I know Mike's answer too. Mike is always super zoned in, so I don't think he even pays attention to that. But for me. I would say usually the lights are so bright on a stage. That I, said that. I, yeah. I said that. I said that to Dan before. I he said, did. I'm going to ask this question and that's what it's going to be. There's like, is there a spotlight yeah. in your face? You can't yeah. see. You, unless it's like a daytime show, which is very rare. If it's like some sort of a festival, then maybe, but usually you can't even see. Who's is it? Olivia right, Mike? You don't know where people are out there? I don't. Um, Do you have a general idea where they are? The thing that's tough is, is my dad just, circles the stadium so mm. he, he's, he's very superstitious my walker got so it so if i give up a hit or give up a run or something he's in a new spot for my next out for, for my next inning um so even if i knew where they like originally were sitting if i went and looked up there in the fourth inning they're not going to be sitting in that same spot they also hate when other people talk to them when i'm pitching so if they're in like kind of a chatty section my mom will just get away from it so she can be like alone and focused on, on what I'm doing. So I, I wouldn't even have the like ability to figure out where they are, but I, I, I really don't, don't look up. Do, do you guys? Is that well, what you're saying? I was going to ask Dan I, first. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, when you're playing, it's not like you really look up and you know, you're worried about no, but it. Like, I, it, I mean, I like, know, I know a general idea after a big game or, or mm-hmm. if I'm walking off the field or something after the game, you know, look up and wave or mm-hmm. something like that. General idea. General idea. For me, I but, knew. But they always sit in the same section. I mean, my parents yeah. didn't roam. I got you. Yeah. I, I you knew know, because I guess, they, I I guess my parents weren't as good of fans as his parents. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I knew because I didn't want to look into the stands and see sheer disappointment on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, don't look over there to, because that's where disappointment's going to be coming. <laughs> how much do you guys feed off the, how much do you feed off the fans though? You know, Olivia, especially you can't see them, but you can hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike, after you do a big strikeout or something like that, how much does that play into your, you know, into your careers? That's why it was really tough for me. Oh, oh! Our first technical difficulty. First difficulty. Really? There we go. We technical difficulty there for a second. We'll cut that. No, so don't cut that. Leave that. Leave in. that That's stuff. <laughs> so keep right. keep going with that answer, right. Mike. We're good. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was. It, it was so difficult for me this year with COVID and not right. having the stands, just because I had zero adrenaline whatsoever um, when I was out there. I, I had to totally like muster up the the adrenaline. So I didn't realize that it played a a, a big part in my. I don't know my, in my game, but um, not having like the adrenaline or 
pressure to yeah. actually perform just made it feel like a spring training game or practice or a live BP, whatever it is. Um, and, and there were, I think I had like 12 appearances this year. There were probably five times where I'm on the mound just like, dude, lock in. Like, this is a big league game. This <laughs> yeah. is mad. I can't I'm, imagine I'm, that. I wouldn't. I, 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 yep. It's like you're, pitching in, like you're pitching rookie ball again. Yeah. <laughs> like back to, back, or like you're pitching in a minor league spring training game. Very much like that where you know you have to be locked in, but there's nobody there. Right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's tough. It's sports, all mental. Sports are, you know, adrenaline, adrenaline and the momentum yeah. of the fans. And if you don't have that, especially, you know, this year sucked. In general. Well, and, let's, and that's let's what I was going to ask Olivia, too. It's like without being able to have shows, right? Like it's all about online content right now and media. So like how are you – like is – can you get the same feel? Can you get like that? You know, the nervousness that we were talking about a little bit. Do you get that when you're going to do something, you know, as like a live or something like that, where you're doing a live recording or you're doing a live show that's like, there's nobody out there. There's just a camera in your face with like a computer screen. Like, does yeah, that still get you going? A different vibe, but this year I've actually grown more than I have any other year. And I think it's because I tapped in so hard to the online fan base. Mm -hmm. And so I literally do a live stream on my Instagram now every single day for at least an hour. And I add people into my live so that I can see their face. They can see me. And it just ends up really I think it's important, especially as an artist, to have relationships, personal relationships with people who are supporting you. Because at the end of the day, as a music artist, like we, like we, I'm nothing without them. I need them. So right. I, I tried to make it a point to really make them feel like my friends and not like a fan. Um, and so that's, it's actually, I love what happened. Not, I don't love what happened this year. No, but we got you. We're not going to take that the wrong way. <laughs> What'd you say? We're not going to take you the wrong way. We, we okay. got you. Yeah. We, we understand what you're saying. But, but this year was actually probably my best year to mm -hmm. date just because I was able to, like, there, it would never happen where I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a home studio and have whole green screen thing behind me and just I can create as much content as I want. Usually I would be out traveling, I'd be out doing other things, but it just forced me to like hone in on my music and create as much as possible. Max, our producer is in here. Take some notes on this max for, you know, <laughs> yeah, right? uh, how to do social media things. Like, right. do we need to do a live stream? Do we need we to post our prime show? Are we live right now? Cause that would probably Ooh, help. Yeah. Us yeah. Can we get some bit. ramp? Yeah. yeah can we get, uh, she'll like, have to invite uh, pastor prime into our next live show. We don't necessarily even know, uh, Olivia, like the right terms, like where Dan and I are like, Hey, uh, add that to your, like tag me in that. We're like, what does that even mean? We don't know what that necessarily <laughs> Honestly, means. Honestly, <laughs> I think it would be really beneficial for you guys to have your guests. Like, if you go live on Instagram and add them, the reason why my following, like, jumped up so much this year is because of those live streams. So if you can follow this, when you add someone into your live stream, so say <clears throat> I came on to your live stream, it would <clears> – <throat> sorry. It would – show all of my followers that we are live together. It wouldn't just be showing your followers. So now you have your followers plus my followers getting that notification. Write and that down, Max. Right, Max that, is typing as we speak. It's been written down. Everything. So, um, Olivia, so not, that this isn't, not that this isn't going to work out, but, um, you know, just part-time gig. <laughs> Aside on music, we're actually looking for someone to help us. Come drive our social for us a little tip, bit. Tip yeah. hired you once. We can do it again. Hey, we could do it again. Yeah. Yep, we got, I hired Dan for one hour a week. So, you know, that's, that's all we can do. I, I am available for free help whenever you guys need it. Oh, see? Fantastic. People taking care of people. One more question for me. Do you uh, have one more or I'm are you not, done? Because this is my favorite one. All right. Then I'm not going to okay. you know, right. let it go. Last question. <laughs> For both of you guys we'll go with let's have olivia answer first favorite color gatorade we ask gatorade? gatorade we <laughs> ask everybody this yellow yes <laughs> first yellow answer i'm a huge yellow person really? that normal people drink like yellow no i think yellow is so far superior though. oh it's so much past everything else mike we're ready for you i'm an orange guy all right okay, really? all right i can get it by with orange as long as you didn't say i'm red i'm, I'm, red. I'm yeah. sorry no. i'm red, red. yeah how can you uh, all right do you like fruit punch yeah okay. you want to know the people that i don't trust are the people that like purple purple are the <laughs> oh, way yeah. by yeah. far the worst I think or we, any I, of the healthy gatorades no i, I think no we way. can agree wow. on that yeah uh, absolutely i don't think g2 is an actual gatorade 
So we'll no. get you guys on the on the poll for um, you know our Gatorade thing. So good answers there. We appreciate it. Congrats on everything, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, like, thanks so for I have, coming you know, on. We ha- I haven't been able to really talk to you guys a ton lately. Now, we need to set up a tea time, Mike. Maybe Olivia can come with us. You know, Dan likes nope. to try to play golf. You definitely I know you're, know I, You don't want you. Okay, so good. You can bring your dad. You can bring your dad. He'll, we, he'd we, love to jump in on that. On we can this do group. Instagram live while we're on the golf course. Oh, that's a good idea. So we'll set that up. Oh, I like it a lot. There we go. Nice thing, Dan. Thank so you. So congrats on everything, guys. Appreciate you guys joining. Uh, they are not past their prime, Max. This is the <laughs> past not. our yeah. prime show because of us. The guests are very much in their prime. That's so true. where are we following you, Olivia? We know where to follow uh, Mike. Where are we following yeah. you? Uh, everything across the board is Olivia King music. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you name it. Olympic King Music. And watch New York Yankees games. From there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be spelling something. I was reading the dictionary today. <laughs> well, do we want to give him one word? Do we want to give him one word? Mike, your word is chassis. Chassis. Ooh. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because we both got this one wrong. Can you give me a definition? It's the part of a car. Can you use it in a sentence? I will, give you, I will give you the, the language of origin is French. C-H-A-S-S-E with an apostrophe. Oh, I would have said the same thing. He was going. I thought he had it. Still wrong. Sorry. Still wrong. Should have went back for that last year of college, Mike. Yeah, one more year of school. Thanks, guys. See ya. Talk to you. What is the spelling? Yeah, wait. How do you spell it? C-H-A-S-S-I-S. C-H-A-S-S-I-S. That was good, guys. That was fun. Thanks for tuning in to the interview. Thank you to Mike and uh, Olivia for for hanging out with us for a little bit. We got team of the week right now up, and it is the Maryland Lacrosse League, big league. Dan, fifteen hundred players. You know, growing the game of lacrosse is what they say by providing a fun, competitive, and safe uh, lacrosse league, a social social type experience out there for them as well. Um, they reached out. They submitted for team of the week, which is what we're asking people to do on the yeah. Instagram. They they followed at directions. past our prime show. We, we connected them with an account executive at Squad Locker. Bam, they're getting some product coming their way. Right. So we get the $500 coupon code or, dis, or essentially gift card for the store. They're going to set it up, direct the player, uniforms, apparel, whatever they need. You know, We want to help these teams stay around. We want to yeah. help these clubs stay around. And like they're all you know, dealing with COVID and everything else like we all have. And we want to we wanna make sure that we can you know provide what we do for an experience, which is, again, they might not be able to – you know, all collect together or so we can not, ship direct or, or to the house. not like they used to be able to. Yeah, not like sure they right used now. to for sure. So, so Maryland Lacrosse League, they coming your way. You guys got it. You're going to be working with an account executive. Keep on firing these things over to us. We we say team of the week, but it could be teams. Hey, you're the boss. It could be and leagues. it could be weeks. It could be weeks. <laughs> it could be, like, and there could be. We can, we, we're just making stuff well, up as we, we go. We just got a. We just did a LaxCon uh, conference, and Max and I basically gave away seven or eight team of the weeks for next week's show. So, so they're piling up, and we might do that. We might pick two or three once in a while. So, so uh, Mar- Maryland Lacrosse League, congrats, team slash league of the week, and uh, have fun using Squad Locker. Talk to you guys soon. We out. Past Our Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.